Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for being here. We're doing a live stream right now talking about the NFL trade deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern on November 1st, just over 10 days away. We're going to take a look at some potential trades to see if the Jaguars should be in on any of these deals before the deadline. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe and hit the um, notification bell on YouTube so you don't miss a show on here. You can also become a channel member, pick up some gear at genjag.com like so. Um, thanks so much for being here. John checks in, says first. Appreciate you, John. Appreciate your support big time. Appreciate everybody for being here. All right, so. Will the Jaguars be buyers at the trade deadline, which means will they be out trying to acquire talent? Will they be sellers trying to ship off some of their talent in, in favor of getting uh, future draft compensation? I don't think that the Jaguars are going to mortgage their future to land any particular player that that should be available. I really don't. I just don't think that Trent Baalke's track record says he's willing to do that. Uh, he's been more of a win through the draft type of general manager throughout his career. And of course the Jaguars spent big in free agency already this off season set an NFL record for, for free agent spending in one off season. So do I think the Jaguars are going to go out and try to acquire some super expensive high priced player that's going to cost first round picks plus no, I really don't think they're going to do that, but is it possible they get involved? Uh, I think it is possible for the right price that they might get involved in this trade market. And I really don't think from a selling standpoint, I don't think the Jaguars are going to be big sellers. I don't know why they would really ship off any current starters or anything like that. They're still trying to compete every week and win their division. The one player that would make sense, potentially, in my opinion, is Caleb on chase on, but he's on injured reserve. He's not going to be traded right now. So uh, 
I don't know who the Jaguars would be selling at this point. Certainly you could think about anybody who has a contract that's going to be expiring in the next couple of years. But again, those are starters. I don't think the Jaguars are going to move on from starters mid season at this point. They're still trying to compete, still trying to win their division. I know at two and four, it doesn't look great, but I think that's where the Jaguars are at right now. Mentally, um, that's where they're at inside that building. But we'll take a look at some potential trade candidates. If you have any ideas uh, or, or any Jaguars thoughts at all, drop them in the chat here. We've got Teal City checking in. We've got Antoine checking in. Antoine saying top of the morning. Good morning to everyone. Friday, October 21st, a couple days before the Jaguars host the Giants in Duval at TIAA Bankfield. Talking some trades here. Teal City checks in with the first trade proposal. Do you want to get Kadarius Tony? Personally, entering the draft, I was a big fan of what Kadarius Tony could do on the field. I still think that he has a lot of talent. I do think that um, his mindset seems to be a little bit of an issue. Had some off the field stuff at Florida, had some development stuff at Florida. And Beyond that, I mean, injuries have been a huge issue throughout his career, Kadarius Toney. Uh, he really struggled to stay healthy at Florida until his final season there. And then it's been an issue since he's been in New York. As a first-round pick in 2021, what are you willing to give up for him? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what I would be willing to give up for him at this point. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'd probably be out on Kadarius Tony just based on the injuries, based on the lack of production, which I know when he's been healthy, he has had some good production. But uh, And the skill set, what is he bringing to Jacksonville that Jacksonville doesn't have? I think the Jaguars have an explosive playmaker on offense that they can kind of use in some similar ways to Kadarius Tony. You have Travis Etienne, you have Jamal Agnew. I mean... I don't think Kadarius Tony is going to come into Jacksonville and, and make a huge difference on this football team. I really don't. Um, got some other folks checking in. Robert. All right. Any more ideas here in the chat? Otherwise, we'll get into my thoughts and my potential trade candidates or at least players that I think might be available for trade and talk about should the Jaguars be interested, should they not be interested, all that fun stuff. All right, so we've got Joshy checking in saying, if anything, the Jaguars need more of a tight end, but that's more of a draft solution. Yeah, I mean, right now, in 2022, do the Jaguars need another tight end? No, I don't think they do. Evan Ingram is your primary receiving tight end. Dan Arnold is a quality second receiving tight end. Chris Manhurts is your primary blocker. Luke Farrell is a fine backup blocking tight end. So I think that, uh, from the tight end perspective in 2022, I just uh, I don't see that that makes sense. Now, if a really talented tight end that was young became available and you saw him as a potential building block, yeah, I could understand that, certainly. Cameron Pinkney says, cornerback. You want to trade for a cornerback? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, Josh, he's saying Kenny Galladay or Elijah Moore for picks and Shaq Griffin. Look, I don't think anybody's trading for Shaq Griffin right now. I don't know why they would. Um, 
he's not playing his best football. He's coming off of a an extremely down performance. He's really expensive. Um, I'm just not sure why anyone would be in the market for Shaq Griffin right now. Like if you're if you're looking at his play this year, you're looking at him as a player that's going to come in and suddenly solidify your cornerback room. Are you willing to pay him what he's being paid right now? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't know why anyone would trade for Shaq right now. Now, talking about Kenny Galladay or Elijah Moore, I I also I think Kenny Galladay could be kind of viewed even worse than Shaq Griffin, right? A big high price free agent signing at wide receiver for the Giants. Um, and he's been injured. He hasn't been effective. It just has not been a good situation for Kenny Galladay in New York. I don't know why you would trade for him at this point. I really don't. I understand you could be looking at him and being like, well, could this guy be the X? Could he be the the ball winner that the Jaguars need? It's possible, but I, I wouldn't be betting the house on that right now. And I also wouldn't want to take on his salary. I just really wouldn't. So I'd be out on, on Kenny Galladay. Now, Elijah Moore, that's one we can talk about. And that's one that's at the top of my list. Elijah Moore is a second-year wide receiver, right, out of Ole Miss, playing for the New York Jets, who has requested a trade because he doesn't like the way the team's using him. And I really cannot blame him for that. He's not being targeted all that often. Uh, They're kind of looking elsewhere. And I don't really understand why, because you look at his rookie year, he was fantastic. Um, for the Jets. Really effective. He's a great route runner. He's a speedster. He can take the top off the defense. He's he's undersized. I'll give you that. He's not going to be that big time X alpha receiver ball winner type of player. He was a second round pick last year by the Jets. Um, so what would I be willing to give to to give up in order to get an Elijah Moore? I don't think his skill set is redundant, um, even though you do have Christian Kirk, who's undersized, somewhat undersized. Um, Jamal Agnew's not huge. But uh, I just think that Elijah Moore would add an element to your offense, an element of speed, an element of route running um, that you don't necessarily have enough of right now. I do think that Elijah Moore would come in. And when I'm looking at these receivers, obviously you care about um, you care about their fit within your scheme and, and what types of, uh, of of players you already have at the position. I don't think Elijah Moore is the perfect fit for the what the Jaguars currently have and what they need because what they really need is a ball winner on the outside. But can Elijah Moore get open, present an easy target for Trevor Lawrence, catch the football, make big plays, be one of your top two or three receivers on the team right now? Absolutely he can. And he's in the second year of a rookie deal, so he's under contract through 2022, 2023, and 2024. You've got him for a long time on a, on a second-round pick contract, so you do like that part of it. Um, I think that he would be a, a really good trade candidate for the Jaguars should the Jets be willing to trade him. Right now, the Jets are saying they're not willing to trade him. But what would it take for a team to entice the Jets to trade Elijah Moore? I think that... Um, I think I would be willing to to certainly throw a day two pick at them and see how that works out. Throw throw a third round pick and, and see if they will accept that. Again, a 2021 second round pick was Elijah Moore. 
Will they accept a third round pick? I doubt it. Would I throw a second round pick for Elijah Moore? Or or a, a 2023 third and a 2024 fourth, something like that in that range. I might do that. Yeah. And I, I might throw straight up a second round pick for him. I think the chances of you getting a receiver significantly better than Elijah Moore in the second round of the 2023 NFL draft, I don't know. Again, not a perfect fit for what the Jaguars need, but is he a perfect fit for a Doug Peterson offense? Like, could Doug Peterson use this guy in a lot of variety of ways? Absolutely. So I'd be in on Elijah Moore. Again, he's only in the second year of his rookie deal. You've got him under contract for a long time. You've got him under contract for the cheap. Again, a second-round salary. And he's already proven he can get the job done at the NFL level. He brings speed, playmaking, athleticism, uh, route running, And I think that if the Jets did trade him, he would come in with a chip on his shoulder and probably look even better than he did for the Jets during his rookie year. So, yes, Elijah Moore, I am in on that. Antoine says, wouldn't it make more sense to move Shaq to the right and Tyson to the left instead of Herndon? Um, He's a lot better than Herndon and he's making over $16 So, yeah, it's an interesting situation with the Jaguars cornerback room. Right now, I talked about this earlier in the week, I would not be making a move right now in terms of benching Shaquille Griffin or trying to put him in the slot, anything like that. What I would do is roll out there next week or this weekend. You're hoping that Shaquille Griffin is able to bounce back, and and throughout his career he has been able to bounce back from poor outings. So I would be looking at – um at leaving him out there outside corner, leaving Darius in the slot. But if it starts to unfold the way it did last week for uh, for Shaq Griffin, you know, not having a, a good contest at all, I would have plan B and plan C ready. And we don't even know if Shaquille Griffin's going to be able to play this weekend. So you might be able to get that plan uh, B and see how it works out just because you have to, because Shaquille Griffin's dealing with a back injury. My plan B would be Darius Williams on the outside, Trey Herndon in the slot. Herndon's been at his best throughout his career in the slot. He played pretty effectively throughout training camp and preseason in that role in the slot. So that's what I'd be looking at. We've got a super chat from Steve Boston. Thank you so much for the super chat. Steve says, as much as we want the Jags to trade for a big-time player, it ain't going to happen. It sucks, but Balky won't IMO. Personally, I'd go Johnston in the draft. I agree with everything you just said. And and as I mentioned at the beginning of this, this show here, I think if the Jaguars are going to make a trade, which I, I would bet on them not making a trade, but if they are going to make a trade, I think it would be for someone who you're not mortgaging the future for. You're not giving up a first-round pick, probably not even a second-round pick. I think they would be trying to buy low on a player that they perceive to have a potential to to have a big impact on their football team. Thank you so much for the super chat, Steve. All right. So getting back into some of these other comments here, Jonathan says, cut Griffin. I don't think cutting Griffin does anything good for you right now. Now there is a team out following the 2022 season for the Jaguars where they can release Shaq Griffin. They can save 13.5 million against the salary cap. Yes, I think that's absolutely in the cards. And I'd be surprised if that's not the way it shakes out here in Jacksonville. 
because the Jaguars will be tied against the cap. They're going to have to move some money. They're going to have to potentially release some players that they signed prior to 2021 in order to uh, make this salary cap situation work. And I think Shaquille Griffin is a primary example of that. All right, John checks in and says, Bryce Hall. Assuming that's what you're saying when you say B-Hall. Yeah, so Bryce Hall was a 2020 fifth-round pick by the Jets, a cornerback who um, is apparently available for trade, according to reports coming out of New York. And uh, would I be interested? Yeah, I liked Bryce Hall in 2020. He's a cornerback out of Virginia. He's six foot one. He's over 200 pounds. He has the physicality that you're looking for, the athleticism that you're looking for, in my opinion. I was surprised he fell to the fifth round. And so I would be willing, because he was a fifth round pick, he's on the third year of his rookie deal right now. Uh, so he'll be a free agent following the 2023 season. I would be willing to throw a sixth or a seventh at, at the Jets for him and see if they'll they'll bite on that because basically the way I'm looking at that is getting him and landing him and getting him into our system right now, does that give us a better statistical or probability chance of getting a quality football player than using a sixth or seventh round pick on a potential cornerback next year? I think it does. I think uh, using that sixth or seventh round pick on Bryce Hall right now makes sense. Uh, you won't have him under contract as long as you would have under contract a a rookie next year, but I think he could come in and potentially be a useful player for you much quicker than a sixth or seventh round pick would be next year. He could help you right now, potentially. So yeah, I would be in on Bryce Hall for a late day three pick. Teal City Sports says, let's trade Shaq Griffin for Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> What's more expensive, Shaquille Griffin's contract or tickets to the Super Bowl? I say that tongue-in-cheek. I know the answer, but still funny. Robert says, maybe Bryce Hall. Yep, I'm in on that. All right. Adam says, we should trade Shaq Griffin for draft picks. And No one is trading Shaq Griffin. No one's trading for that contract. I'm sorry. I just don't believe that that's going to happen. Adam says, bring Jalen back. Okay, that's not going to happen. D says, why not go after Odell? I think the reason this Jaguars team wouldn't be interested in going after Odell is because he would be a stopgap option. I don't think they're interested in stopgap options right now. I think that they're interested in building a long-term sustainable winner. But would Odell make this team better right now? Well, not right now because he's not healthy. But when he becomes healthy, yeah. But he's going to sign with a team that's clearly going to go to the playoffs, clearly going to be a contender. The Jaguars aren't in that position right now. Clarence says, put in Brown, the rookie from Arkansas, trade Griffin. There ain't nobody on the planet trading <laughs> trading you a second or third round pick for Shaquille Griffin. Honestly, if you were trying to trade Shaquille Griffin, I think the most you would get right now is a seventh because nobody wants that contract. And I don't even think I wouldn't give up a seventh for Shaq Griffin right now. I really wouldn't. Not with that contract. That's the problem here. And when it comes to starting Buster Brown, like, no, he's not. He's not. I don't think he's ready for that at this point. Do I think he could become a serviceable starter at some point in his career? Yeah, I do. I, I like him, but I don't think he's ready for that. And he's not. 
if you're going to put in someone else besides Shaq Griffin, you're going to put Darius Williams or Trey Herndon on the outside. It's not going to be Buster Brown. Um, Robert says maybe Greedy Williams from Cleveland. Yeah, I haven't looked too much into that situation, um, but depending on the price, I think that could make sense. He does have talent, no question. D. Jones says, I believe Griffin for fifth or sixth. No, I don't think so. I don't think anyone's trading for Shaquille Griffin. I really don't. <laughs> Clarence says, I'll take a fourth. No, not going to happen. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. I mean, I appreciate y'all's thoughts and, and efforts here, but I just don't see anyone in their right mind trading any sort of draft capital for Shaquille Griffin at this point. Juan says, look, we need to trade Dan Arnold and Griffin and a third or second for Cortland Sutton. Why are the Broncos trading Cortland Sutton? I don't I don't know. I wouldn't. Clarence says, hey, Kyle, you're right. What am I thinking about it? Shaq, yeah. No one's trading for Shaq. Um, Adam says, I say we wait for the draft, excuse me, and get that Jackson Smith and Jigba kid from Ohio State. Yeah, I think when you talk about building this Jaguars roster for the future, making sure you're surrounding Trevor Lawrence with as much talent as possible, I think that um, trading for a player could help you right now, and it could help you long-term. But what has the best possible outcome for the Jaguars? I, I think it is drafting a receiver highly next year. And now there are some issues with that. Trent Baalke has never drafted a receiver that turned out to be a multi-year starter, despite trying multiple times. Um, so that's a little bit concerning. Um, you don't know who's going to be available when your pick is up. You don't know how quickly they'll transition to the NFL. I do think Jackson Smith and Jigba is ready for the NFL. I think Quentin Johnston is ready for the NFL. I think Jordan Addison is ready for the NFL despite suffering an injury. Um, so I do think because a first-round pick, if you use your first-round pick on a receiver next year, you obviously don't get them till next year. You obviously don't know exactly how they're going to transition to the pros, um, but it gives you the best possible outcome because you're getting a supreme talent and you're getting them on the cheap for at least four seasons. So I think that gives you the best possible outcome, but this it could be safer to trade an early round pick for a proven receiver that, that's proven that they can be a, a top flight receiver in this league. That could be safer, but I think it gives you less upside in terms of roster flexibility, in terms of uh, in terms of um, just being able to build more around Trevor, like trading a premium asset for a already for a player that's already in the NFL, for a player that's already beyond their rookie contract, like a like a DJ Moore, it doesn't present as much upside as taking a receiver in the first or second round does. I hope that makes sense. Um, and yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, John Hennessey checks in and says Quentin Johnston. Uh, and yeah, Quentin Johnson, I think, provides that. I think all three of those players provide a skill set you don't have. But Quentin Johnston, and there's going to be a ton of talented receivers in this draft. But Quentin Johnston, six foot four, two fifteen. He is a ball winner. He is really quick for his size. He has good speed for his size. I do think that he could be a potential home run 
for Trevor Lawrence in this offense because when you look at it, Trevor Lawrence, during his time at Clemson, his best seasons, he had players like T. Higgins, players like Justin Ross. These guys are ball winners. They can go up and get the football down the field. The Jaguars don't really have that right now. Um, I think Zay Jones can do some of that, but not not at the same level as a Quentin Johnston. Um, Steve says, with our salary cap in 2023, they most likely are going to build through the draft. Cornerback Jalen Jones out of Texas A&M in the second intrigues me, a very physical big body cornerback like Campbell. Yeah, I agree that the Jaguars are most likely to build through the draft because of the current salary cap situation. The Jaguars are going to be up against the cap next offseason. They're going to have to make some moves. They're going to have to probably get rid of Shaquille Griffin, maybe Roy Robertson-Harris, maybe Rayshon Jenkins, or at least restructure those contracts. And um, I do. I wouldn't put it past them to go out and get a player or two that's high-priced where you just use a really big signing bonus to bring them in and you try to have them help, help put you over the top in 2023. But... Um, uh, we'll see how that plays out. I do think they're going to be building more through the draft than anything else next offseason. I agree with that. Dustin says, would you rather have DJ Moore or Elijah Moore? Great question. Great, great question. In a vacuum, I would rather have DJ Moore. If we're not considering, um, <clears throat> if we're not considering their contract situation, if we're not considering how much it would cost to acquire them, if we're not considering anything like that, just which player would you rather have? I would rather have DJ Moore because he's a bigger, more physical receiver, brings more of a skill set that you don't have. In my opinion, he's a proven number one receiver in this league. And he's only 25 years old. But you have to factor in cost. What, what would it cost to acquire this player? And contract. Elijah Moore is on a rookie deal through 2024. DJ Moore is going to cost you about $20 million per year. And he's under contract as well through 2024. But he's on his second deal in the NFL. Um, he got paid this offseason. So you're you're paying more for DJ Moore when it comes to your salary cap situation, and you're probably having to offer more for DJ Moore. DJ Moore has not requested to be traded. There's no sign that the Panthers want to get rid of DJ Moore other than the fact that they're changing over regimes. They fired their head coach. They just got rid of Christian McCaffrey. Apparently, um, they're willing to move on from Shaq Thompson. There's no reason really to believe that DJ Moore wants to leave or that the Panthers want to get rid of DJ Moore. I think that DJ Moore would cost more from a trade asset standpoint, and I think that he would cost more um, – obviously from a salary cap standpoint. So in that regard, like would I rather trade a first round pick for DJ Moore and have to pay him $20 million per year or trade like a second or third for Elijah Moore and not have to pay him a whole lot. I think I would probably go with the more value uh, uh, proposition there. And could, could Elijah Moore be had for a third and a fourth, a third and a fifth? I would certainly go that route. Now, if the trade compensation was the same for DJ Moore and Elijah Moore, and all I had to worry about was the salary cap, that would that would give me some pause. I would have to think about it. Um, but in a vacuum, I think DJ Moore is a better player, but Elijah Moore is a much more palatable um, contract. And in my opinion, I think he would cost less. 
because he's requested a trade. He's already damaged goods in terms of um, bargaining, in terms of trading. You have an advantage because he's requested a trade. But a potential advantage. Who knows if the Jets are willing to budge at all. Teal City Sports says, let's get Kyle Pitts. The Falcons don't use him anyway. All right, let's do it. Kyle Pitts, come on down. <laughs> no, I mean, there's no way that Falcons are going to trade Kyle Pitts. But uh, I would love that. I'm with you. Um, Kyle says, did Darius play on the outside in LA? Yeah, absolutely. I think Darius Williams is a more natural cover corner on the outside. He played outside in, in Los Angeles. That's what he's done throughout his whole career. The Jaguars said, you know, we think with his skill set, we can bring him in and play him in the slot. It's been up and down for Darius. He's made some really big plays. He's had some games that you'd like to forget about. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's more natural outside. And, yes, he did play outside in LA. Clarence says, I think Brown can handle it. What makes anyone say that Buster Brown can handle it? Like, have you seen him play in the NFL regular season? Did you see him play in the preseason? Um, he did play in the preseason, but it wasn't, like, mind-blowing stuff. It wasn't like, damn, that guy's a starter right now. And I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying assuming Brown, Buster Brown, can come in and start right now is a big assumption. I don't think there's a lot of evidence that suggests that he can do that. Can he do it in the future? Maybe. Could he do it right now? Maybe. We just don't know. There's no idea. Trevor's future says we need defensive line help, specifically DT. What you need is Foley Fatukasi to be healthy, right? Um, when he's in there, the Jaguars' defensive line is a completely different beast. So, um, yeah, they need help, but they, they've got help within the building. They just need to get it healthy and and Foley Fatu Kasi has been practicing in a, in a limited fashion. I saw him absolutely manhandling the sled earlier this week. So I think we're moving in the right direction, hoping he can get out there with that quad injury and be his, his uh, same old effective self. Because if he can, that really does transform the interior of the Jaguars defensive line. Krakatoa says, thoughts on Brian Burns. I do have thoughts on Brian Burns. So, he is in the final year of his rookie deal. He was a first-round pick, same year as Josh Allen. He's an edge rusher from the Carolina Panthers. Um, so contract is incoming after 2023. 2023, um, he will be on his fifth-year option, which the Panthers picked up. So I think the, the problem with Brian Burns is I think he's going to cost you a first-round pick um, or – yeah, I think he would cost a first-round pick. If he didn't cost a first-round pick, if you could get Brian Burns in here for a second-round pick and you could have a three-headed monster up front and when it comes into these pass-rushing downs of Brian Burns, Trayvon Walker, and Josh Allen, I'd be all over that. Brian Burns is a pass-rushing menace. Um, I know that uh, T-Wig and I have kind of gone back and forth on Twitter about this situation. He doesn't believe that you bring in Brian Burns when you have just drafted Trayvon Walker first overall, uh, when you have Josh Allen. But in my opinion, the more the merrier when it comes to pass rush. I want to send waves. I want to get after it. I think you can easily find ways to play these all three of these guys on the field, not just in, in, in the clear pass rushing situations, but also in base. I think you can figure it out with a Mike Caldwell defense. So, I would be in on Brian Burns. Would I trade a first-round pick? 
Earlier last week, I said I would trade a first-round pick for Brian Burns or for DJ Moore. I, th- I think I've backed off that a little bit. I would certainly be willing to trade multiple assets, but I don't think the J- Jaguars should. I don't think they will be interested in moving on from a first-round pick. Those are too high leverage. It just handicaps you so much going into your next offseason if you don't have a first-round pick. So Brian Burns, I would be all the way in on for anything other than a first-round pick. Because I do think he could make the Jaguars pass rush elite. Like, they're getting pressure consistently. They're leading the NFL in team pressure rate at 55%, but they're not getting the quarterback to the ground. And I think adding that one more piece would would help help put you over the top. All right, Antoine says, I think Shaq at number two corner is more beneficial than Herndon at slot. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Joshie says, would love the idea of T. Higgins or Gabe Davis to be here if their respective teams can't afford an extension, but Jackson Smith and Jigba, Darnell Washington would be too good to pass up. Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to be eligible for 2023 NFL draft. I don't believe. Yeah, otherwise I think you'd probably be looking at him as the number one receiving prospect in this class. He's unbelievable. And yes, he is the son of Colts Marvin Harrison. Um, I'm pulling up his recruiting here. Yeah, he's not he's not eligible for the 2023 NFL draft. But T. Higgins, yeah, I'm a huge fan of T. Higgins, big fan of Gabe Davis. It is interesting with Cincinnati – I don't think they're going to try to get rid of T. Higgins in any way, shape, or form. I think they're going to try to keep him around for a long time and build around Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and and uh, obviously Jamar Chase. But if he did become available, yes. Gabe Davis, same thing. But I think both of those teams are invested in those two players um, and want to keep them around long term. John says, I think Carolina wants to build around Burns, but that would be awesome to add him to our group. Yeah, I think that the Panthers want to build around their young assets which is Brian Burns, DJ Moore still only 25, uh, Derek Brown. They want to get rid of some of their assets. They're a little bit older, a little bit longer in the tooth, and uh, try to rebuild and um, refortify their draft stock. They started doing that with Christian McCaffrey. They only had four picks in the 2023 NFL draft prior to trading Christian McCaffrey. They've now got seven, I believe. Um, So, yeah, I, I think that is the direction they're going. I agree with you, John. Antoine says it is safe to say that corners in the draft not taken in the first round usually take multiple years to peak. That's a tricky question. Most players, most players, regardless of if they're taken in the first round or not, take multiple years to peak. Bottom line. But can I say definitively if the Jaguars go out and take a corner not in the first round next year, that they won't be able to come and be effective. I would not say that at all because you see it throughout the league. There are guys in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, seventh round, every single year that are able to come out and play good football. It depends on their skill set. It depends on how their skill set fits with the scheme. It depends on how the defensive coordinator adjusts the scheme to fit their skill set. It depends on a whole lot of different factors. So, no, I wouldn't say it's safe to say that corners taken outside of the first round, usually take multiple years to peak. I would say every player usually takes multiple years to peak. 
if you're taking a player in the NFL draft, you're not taking them to be their best tomorrow. You're taking them to be their best in two or three years. Teal City Sports says, you think Devin A. Chain from Texas A&M would be worth a third or fourth round pick? Uh, I mean, for the Jaguars, probably not. Because what is he giving you that Travis Etienne's not giving you? I don't know. So uh, I'm not, you know, you got James Robinson's going to be a restricted free agent following the season. My guess is they will bring him back on a restricted free agent deal, which would, you know, keep him around for one more year. And then that would probably be it, which is sad to say, because I love James Robinson, but you can't pay running backs, can't pay running backs big money, especially when you have another back who is outproducing James Robinson right now. All right, and I know that's going to be controversial. I know that's going to get people heated, but that's just the way the NFL works. Terrace Marshall, Joshy Boy asks about Terrace Marshall. Yes, I would be in on Terrace Marshall. Now, if I was the Panthers, I wouldn't be wanting to move on from him because I think he could be a building block. But I do, yeah, I would be in on Terrace Marshall. I had a first-round grade on him when he came out of LSU, I think he absolutely has the speed and ball skills to be that downfield ball winner in a, in a Doug Peterson offense. I think that you get him in here and uh, you have a potential to to have a legitimate threat down the field in Terrace Marshall. He's big. He's fast. Um, trying to see what I think that, that he would cost. The Panthers haven't been super keen on utilizing him a ton. So that obviously um, is helpful, but he was 59th overall second round pick in 2021. I would, I would, uh, I would guess they would take a third for him, but that's not where I would start. I would definitely offer a day three pick for Terrace Marshall and see if that would get the job done. But I don't know why they would want to move on from him at this point, personally. That dude Evans says, appreciate the stream, Jordan. John says, yeah, great job. Jaggernaut says, what up, Jordan? Duval. Appreciate all y'all being here. Happy you're enjoying. We're just having some fun. Talking talking Jaguars potential trades. Talking what this team is doing. How they're building. All that fun stuff. All right. College Kid says, do we think our 2024 first is valuable if so are we able to swing it in a trade for elite wide receiver yeah so the way nfl teams view view first round picks is different uh, around the league but a 2024 first is not as valuable as a 2023 first obviously that's just the way it works if it's down the road it's not as valuable um and you know, I, I think a, a future first round pick is more of a value for the team that currently holds it than it is for a team potentially trading for it. Just because I think you hamstring yourself if you get rid of your first round picks. And look, teams have done it effectively. The Rams have done it. Getting rid of their first round picks. I don't believe that's the direction Trent Balky going to want to go. He has been a build-through-the-draft type of GM throughout his career. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Eric says, hell no on a third for Elijah Moore, just a fourth or lower. See, I agree. I would, I mean... I would love to give up a fourth round for Elijah Moore. But I would give up a third round pick for Elijah Moore. I might give up a future second and more. I might give up, you know, multiple mid-round picks, or I definitely would give up multiple mid-round picks. But I would be willing to give up a fair amount for Elijah Moore. I think he's that talented. Owens, he says, y'all really think he's a number one wide receiver? You think he's better than what we have? Are we talking about Elijah Moore? Yes, I do think he is more talented than any receiver on the Jaguars roster. OMZ says, I'd, I'd get a cornerback to compete with Shaq and draft our wide receiver one. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Like I've said, I think that the path forward that offers the most upside is keeping your picks. Because if you hit on those picks, which is a big if, we know that, but it is a big if. But if you hit on those picks, you are getting the most out of that 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 draft pick because you're getting them at a bargain contract wise and um and you're developing them yourself you're finding someone you really want uh but it's a risk you know Trent Balky's never drafted a receiver despite trying that became a multi-year starter in this league so it's a risk But yeah, like I said, I would be down to acquire Bryce Hall and try to bring him in here and compete, certainly. Steve Boston says, Jags fans, it's a fire sale for a reason. They'll shop players but expect a lot in return. Carolina, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. They're going to be expecting a lot in return, but um, in Carolina, yeah, I agree with that. But Terrace Marshall, they haven't featured him a ton. They say they're going to give him a real opportunity to get reps now. If I was them, I would not be trying to move on from him, but who knows? I would be interested if I was the Jaguars. All right. Joey says, laugh my ass off, Buster Brown. And yeah, I'm not trying to to dog Buster Brown, but this was a six-round pick. He's not the most athletic corner out there. I do think he's talented. I think he has an op- opportunity to be a long-term NFL player, but I don't know that he's a, a starter in this league. We'll see. 
John says, what are your thoughts on Mike Jacecki? You think it'd be too much to have multiple receiving tight ends? I'm almost all I'm also assuming that contract might be the biggest issue with that trade. Yeah. I would be out on Mike Jacecki. Um, I just don't think that that uh contract wise it makes sense. I don't think that, you know, having him, Evan Ingram, and Dan Arnold makes a lot of sense. I would roll with Evan Ingram. And I know either here nor there, but his version of the gritty is enough to just make me want to keep him away from Jacksonville. And he does seem like a bit of a crybaby at times. So I'm not a huge fan of Mike Jacecki. I know he does have a great receiving skill set. Really big athletic football player. But um, I'd be out on that. All right. Joey says, are we going to repeat the 2020 2020 mistake and go corner over wide receiver in this next draft? Because no alpha wide receiver is getting real old. Don't know what you're talking about with the real old comment. And, you know, it's... You can't just say, oh, the Jaguars should absolutely take a cornerback over a wide receiver or the Jaguars should absolutely take a wide receiver over a cornerback. It matter- The talent level matters. It matters what's available on the board. It matters who's there. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I look at the draft. Shane says, Josh Allen has a losing record here but has first-round talent. Time to start trading for our better, cheaper deals. Not sure what that means. Um, Jalen Hyatt could be a first round pick says Teal city sports. Yeah. Jalen Hyatt. Goodness gracious. Five touchdowns against Alabama. He's helping, uh, helping Tennessee's quarterback over there. Look like a potential, uh, high draft pick, which I'm not sure, sure that Hendon hooker should be, but 1% says I heard Dante Jackson will, will be available from the Panthers. Yeah, that could be interesting. Haven't looked too much at him, but he's certainly a starting caliber corner in the NFL. Trevor's future says we should draft Michael uh, Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to be a first-round pick. Um, do you want to draft a tight end in the first round when you don't have an alpha wide receiver? Maybe. Depends on how the board falls. I would probably take I would probably take Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, and there might be other receivers, but at least those three receivers over Michael Mayer. And I think when the Jaguars pick, unless they go on a big run here, probably going to have their pick of the litter there. Shane says Carolina had a 33 and 53 record with CMC. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. What what your point is there. Dustin says with Balky not able to draft a good receiver, not knowing the contract situation anyway, you think the Bengals would listen for Tyler Boyd trades. So Tyler Boyd's a slot receiver. That is not what the Jaguars need right now. And he's talented. He's, he's a good football player. I like him in a vacuum. But Tyler Boyd is not someone the Jaguars should be targeting in a trade. Shane says 12-43 and 43 record with Josh Allen. Time to trade him and not pay him. That's a whole other can of worms. But I'll just tell you this. I do not think you should be judging individual players on a team's record. I just don't think that's a good way to evaluate talent. Chris Jones says, is there any chance we make a trade move out? I think there's a chance, but I think it would most likely be a day three pick for a player 
that has soured in their current situation and they view as potential to um, potential to come in and compete and improve their roster. But I think it would be not, not, I'm not, I'm not inclined to believe that Trent Balky is going to go make some blockbuster trade. Chris also says, looks like Elijah Moore won't play on Sunday per Rappaport. Any chance we get him? I would love it. Um, I would love it. I like Elijah Moore a lot. I think you could get him for a draft pick that wouldn't really hamstring you too much next year. I think that um, he would come in and, and make this offense more explosive and more exciting. Shane says, it's crazy. He's only in his second season and the Jets are allowing him to sit. Yeah, it's a really weird situation. I don't know. I mean, if I was the Jets, I would just be like, all right, let's feature this guy. I'd want to feature this guy. I would never be in this situation. John says, I was rolling when I saw Jaseki trying to do the gritty, and then he tried to do it a second time. This guy doesn't know when to quit. All right. Shane says, Garrett Wilson done more his rookie year than he – yeah, well – Garrett Wilson was a high first-round pick, right? Elijah Moore was a second-round pick. I think I like both players a ton, but Garrett Wilson, I think, is a more talented player than Elijah Moore. Shane says, I wouldn't even give up a fourth. Okay. That's fine. That is fine. Oh, we got some spam in the chat, putting that user in timeout, or just block that user. How about that? There we go. All right. OMG says, I think the get rid of Josh Allen was a joke to the guy who compared the Panthers wins to CMC being there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that's all about, honestly. So y'all have proposed some interesting stuff. We've been talking about some fun trades, some roster building, all that. Um, We're going to talk about some players I've had my eye on that we haven't talked about here yet. Shane, you keep talking about the team wins, comparing that to like how good a player is. That's not the way it works in the NFL. Um, Dustin says, let's stick it to the Colts in 2024 and pick Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Hopefully the Jaguars are not in a position to land Marvin Harrison Jr. Because I think he's going to be a super high draft pick, like top 10, top five type of player. Hopefully the Jaguars are not in a position to land him. Joey says, DJ Moore is costly, as you said, but wouldn't it feel good to end the alpha wide receiver issue that has existed with this team? Yeah, it would. And that trade would offer a floor for me, right? A really nice floor and and a pretty good ceiling because DJ Moore is a really good football player. He's an outside, he's an X, he can do all that stuff. Um, And the floor is, you know what type of talent he is. You know what type of work ethic he has. You know he can be a consistent producer in the NFL. When you draft a player, you have no guarantee of that happening. You have no guarantee of that transition um, being a successful one. There's more risk involved. So, yeah, I agree with that. But you have higher upside with a draft pick. John says, I want to see a DT, a trade for a DT. All right, let's talk about Derek Brown. Derek Brown, I think, is a player that the the Panthers would not want to move on from. He's a really talented interior defensive lineman, defensive tackle, really, really stout against the run. He's a big boy. He can also give you some juice against the pass. He's not like like a Chris Jones interior rusher or or even like a Deron Payne, but he can certainly get the job done as an interior pass rusher. Um, 
he has a contract situation coming up after 2023. So you're going to have to pay him at some point. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested in, in trying to land him for anything outside of a first round pick. I think that would be good value for Derek Brown. Um, but do the Panthers want to do that? He's a young football player. I think he's a building block. If I was them, I wouldn't want to move on from him. But if I was the Jaguars, yes, I would be offering anything other than a first round pick for Derek Brown. Jaggernaut says, will our Josh Allen get a second contract here in Duval? I believe he will. But I do also believe that you've got to start racking up some sacks. You've got to. He's getting great pressure. Last two weeks haven't been his best, but he is an elite run defender on the edge. He's a leader. He can drop in coverage. He's just a very well-rounded player, but the sacks need to come. John says, anyone out there that we can trade for? Are you talking about the DTs? I would go after Derek Brown, but um, I think the Jaguars like what they have at defensive tackle. The problem is Foley has just been a little bit injury prone this year. That's really what it's been, in my opinion. All right. OMG says, by Shane's logic, the Lions should have gone undefeated for as long as Barry Sanders was there. Yeah, and for that matter, Calvin Johnson too, right? All right. So, uh, Teal City says, trade for something small now and wait to take weapons in the draft. Yeah, I think that's a fine strategy. Shane says, either continue losing or listen and start winning. <laughs> okay. Shane, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being in here, but I think we just have a disconnect on how we view the NFL here. It's Gorilla says, hear me out. I love Josh Allen, but I would trade him for a first rounder. Keep him if not, give him a first round pick. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is a team out there going to give up a first round pick for him? It's a tricky situation because of the contract and having to pay him. Uh, I wouldn't trade him right now. I would hold Josh Allen, try to get the most out of him this year and try to have have him and Trayvon Walker really develop together throughout the rest of this year. And hopefully you feel comfortable paying him by season's end. I would feel comfortable paying him already. I think he's, I think he's good enough to pay. Dustin says, anyone on the Saints wide receiver group you would like? Yeah, I mean, I've seen some Marquez Callaway talk out there. I don't think that there's – the Jaguars should not be trading for a wide receiver who can be just like a contributor. They need a wide receiver who is going to be a true difference maker because you have solid contributors. You have Christian Kirk. You have Marvin Jones. You have Zay Jones. You have Jamal Agnew. Um, I don't think you need another contributor. You need someone who's going to uh, set themselves apart in this wide receiver room. And I think Elijah Moore and DJ Moore could both do that. Dustin said, oh yeah, I already read that one. John says, I'd like to see some depth behind Foley. We don't have another big body that fits the bill as a backup. I mean, I think you do um, and Corey Peters, but he's not a long-term option. So yeah, I agree that long-term you want some depth there, but the Jaguars had some depth there and they got rid of it this offseason. So I don't know that the Jaguars are going to value having a lot of interior depth. They had it. I mean, they had Jay Tufele, who's now making plays for Cincinnati Bengals. They had him on the roster. They waved him. Israel Antoine was, Antoine was making plays. Um, got more spam in the chat. Let's block these people. All right. 
but yeah, I agree. I would like to see death behind Foley. I was shocked that they got rid of J2 Fele. I thought that was a mistake. Jeremy Ken says, I'd be willing to give a first rounder and a little more for GJ Moore. He's a great receiver and proven player in a bad situation. Yeah, you know, I will say this, thinking about DJ Moore and his situation. Who's the best quarterback he's ever caught passes from? Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, you give you give him a Trevor Lawrence throwing him the football, what can DJ Moore do? So, yeah. Uh, I If the Jaguars pulled the trigger and gave up a first rounder for DJ Moore, I would not be mad about it at all. And like I said last week, last week I was on board with doing it, but there's so many other options it looks like available to them now. Like, and and thinking about it longer, I thought about it. The more I thought about it, the more I see more upside with a draft pick, but certainly a higher floor with DJ Moore. But yeah, I would not I would not blame them one bit for going and getting DJ Moore, uh, because I do think he would give Trevor a legitimate starting number one outside receiver who can play with physicality, who can go up and get the football, who can run great routes. He's got speed. He's got he's got the total package. He's a number one receiver. But I think usually teams um, teams that, that go out and get these star players, they usually do it at a time where the star player – is in a contract dispute or um, has something going on like that to make it to make it more advantageous for for getting that football player. Thinking about Stephon Diggs here, the Vikings traded him away to the Bills a few years back in exchange for the number twenty two overall pick, along with fourth, fifth, and sixth round selections. Now, if the Jaguars knew they were going to have the twenty second pick, then I would be down to trade trade that for DJ Moore, certainly. But you don't know where you're going to end up. And if you end up with a top 10 pick, it would really stink to not be able to utilize that. It really would. All right. Gorilla says, everybody says DJ Moore doesn't produce. Well, I don't think anyone's saying DJ Moore doesn't produce. He's had three straight 1,100-yard seasons. Joey says we have to start keeping our homegrown stars, even if they're borderline at some point, might as well keep Josh. Yeah, well, you say keeping the homegrown stars. The problem is there haven't been a lot of homegrown stars to keep, (laughs) unfortunately for the Jaguars. But I agree, Josh is one of them, and I would want to keep him around. Antoine says, I believe Shaq playing on the right side, number two corner, is more beneficial than benching him for Herndon in the slot. Well, they've been working, you know, Shaq at left corner, Tyson at right corner all year. I don't see any reason to switch that up now, especially when Tyson's playing so well over there. John says, sold, let's get DJ. Yeah, I mean, I'm really not against it. Would I do it? I'd I'd probably try to maximize that first round pick by getting someone who I think can be an elite player in the draft, but that comes with more risk than trading for DJ Moore, in my opinion. Teal city sports says I want a tall weapon like Quentin Johnston. Yeah. Or Dante Vion Wicks. Yeah. I have not watched Wicks this year, but I did watch him a lot of his 2021 stuff. That's a guy who's really interesting. Um, I'm with you there. And I, I don't know. 
I don't think he's going to end up being a first round pick. He could be. We'll see. There's a lot of really talented receivers in this upcoming class. We'll see who separates themselves. I definitely think Quentin Johnston will be a first rounder. Jeremy says, I wish we still had CJ Henderson. Yeah, no. Um, I don't think that would put you in a better situation than what you're currently in. Ask the Panthers. All right. So we've talked about Bryce Hall, Elijah Moore, Derek Brown, Brian Burns, DJ Moore. Panthers want to get rid of Shaq Thompson, it looks like. Jaguars do not need another linebacker. That's the last thing they need. So obviously out on that. We talked about Mike Jacecki. I'd be out on that. Um, J.C. Horn, people have talked about. I don't know why the Panthers would get rid of him. I think he would cost at least a first-round pick, probably more. And I just, uh, well, in a vacuum, would J.C. Horn come in and make the Jaguars a much better secondary, um, a much more talented secondary? Absolutely, but at what cost? Shane says, what happened with Alec Pierce? I'm not sure what you're talking about, Shane. Yep, Denzel Mims was on the list too. Um, If you wanted to try to make Denzel Mims a reclamation project, I would give up probably a day three pick for him, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. Shane says he's a mop. I don't know what you're talking about, Shane. <laughs> Alec Pierce is playing pretty good football. Um, the last player I have on here that I would have some interest in, and I'm sure there's some players I've missed, so if y'all have more, keep dropping them in the chat. It's been rumored that um, wide receiver Chase Claypool might be available from Pittsburgh. Apparently they were fielding some trade offers or making him available for trade in the preseason. They might continue to do that. The Steelers do have a lot of talent at receiver. You have seen Chase Claypool and, and Mike Tomlin butt heads a little bit in the past. He was a 2020 second rounder out of Notre Dame. So he's under contract through the 2023 season. And, um, and he he's six foot four, two hundred forty pounds. I definitely think he has a skill set that the Jaguars don't really have right now. Definitely think he would make the Jaguars a lot more talented. What would it cost to acquire him? Could you get him for a day three pick? If you could get him for a day three pick, I'd certainly be interested in that. You'd have twenty twenty two, the rest of this season, and twenty twenty three to get the most out of him and uh, see how that kind of plays out. Um, so I would trade him for a day three pick. All right, Shane, I would really ask you to not be so offensive in the chat here. Calling people dumb is not really what we're all about here on this channel. So uh, I'd appreciate it if you if you cool it down here a little bit. Joey says, really like your style. YouTube recommended me. I hit this up. Thank you so much, Joey. Happy that you're here. Happy you enjoy the content. Steve says, I would put Campbell on the number one wide receiver every game. He's a top 10 cornerback in this league. I think at some point you could see that. Now, the problem was when you're talking about Shaq and, and Tyson and what's happened, what happened last week against the Colts, Shaq wasn't getting beaten by the number one. He was getting beaten by Alec Pierce. So it is what it is. Okay. Shane is being 
not a, a good sport here. So we're going to block that user or maybe put, put the user in timeout. We'll put him in timeout. Um, Shane, you need to behave yourself a little bit better here, buddy. All right. Jaggernaut says interior D line in the draft. Yeah. I mean, at some point I would, but the Jaguars had a quality backup interior defensive lineman and, and J2 fell. I, I, so I don't know what they're going to do, but I agree. John says, I, I don't know about Claypool locker room concern. Yeah. I, I don't know about that part of it either, but purely from a talent standpoint, he would bring a skill set that the Jaguars don't have. Blake Bortles forever says Claypool's a weirdo. I think we're trying to keep weird. I agree. If Claypool is not a fit from a roster standpoint, from a um, from a cohesion standpoint, locker room standpoint, yeah, stay away. The Jaguars should not be in the business of bringing in anyone they don't feel comfortable with personality-wise and work ethic-wise. So I'm with you there. Teal City Sports says Damari Mathis. Isn't he super young? Um, I don't know why he would be on the move. If there's something I'm missing there, let me know. Steve Boston says Campbell. Oh yeah. already said that. Yeah. I agree that, that Campbell at some point should probably be following number one receivers. John says, I guess I blocked Shane a while back. So I'm missing all the fun. Well, he's in timeout for five minutes. We'll see if he comes back. And if he comes back and he's not being a good sport, we'll have to just block him here. All right, Christian says, what about Shaq going to nickel and Darius going to the outside? The problem is Shaq doesn't have a lot of experience at nickel. Like, I don't know. Um, could it work? Yes. But would it work? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know that, that Shaq is cut out to play nickel. He could be. We just don't really know. We haven't seen it. So Ben Paulin says, Tyler Lockett. What's his contract situation? We know he's up there in age, right? He's an older player at this point in his career. Um, he can take the top off the defense. He can win jump balls down the field despite his size. Um, how much is he hitting that salary cap? He's expensive, so I just don't know. I mean, certainly I think he would cost less in a trade than – DJ Morewood because of the age. But uh, I just don't know if that's really a fit at this point. Dante Jackson says, we have too many slots. We need an X. Well, I think Tyler Lockett can play outside. But, yeah, I don't know how much he's going to move the needle for how much you would have to pay him from a salary cap standpoint. Like, let's be clear. The Jaguars' offense has been really effective moving the ball. What they need is a player who can stretch the field and be a ball winner down the field and be a red zone target. And so you're usually looking at someone who can either separate with the best of them um, or just has great size and physicality, but also has excellent ball skills at the catch point who can go up through traffic and get the football. Gorilla says, I'm down to get T. Higgins. Yeah, like T. Higgins. Yes, that is the type of player the Jaguars could absolutely use. And Christian says, T. Higgins shouldn't be too hard to get. They still have Tyler Boyd. I don't know. That's a fascinating one. If T. Higgins gets moved, I would be surprised because if I was the Bengals, I'd be trying to build around, like I said, Joey Burrow, Jamar Chase, 
and uh, and and T Higgins. That would be my offensive core of of skill players that I'd be wanting to build around. Jaggernaut says, "Already Jags Nation, take it easy and go Jags." All right, have a good one, Jaggernaut. Ben says, "Maybe one of the Broncos guys." Yeah. So the problem with the Broncos is, even though they're not playing well, they expected to be playing well. I don't know that they're going to be in a let's let's burn it all down situation right now because the biggest issue it seems like has been Russell Wilson, not the receivers. And I'm not putting all the blame on Russell, but he hasn't been he hasn't been cooking. Russ has not been cooking. But in a vacuum, would I be interested in acquiring a Jerry Judy or a Cortland Sutton? Yes. Um certainly. Steve says, with Trevor's past experience with big body wide receivers, Johnson is a great pick next year. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think Johnson could be an absolute star in the NFL. And yeah, six foot four, two fifteen, big frame, can go up, can get the football, has quickness. I like it. I like it a lot. Krakatoa says, I'd love to see Trevor throw a Mike Evans, Tom Brady style fade to someone in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't see who you're doing it to too often. I'm with you. But yeah, if you went and got Quentin Johnston, I think that would be there for you. Brett says, honestly, I feel like we should trade for better talent at cornerback or defensive line and then draft a wide receiver. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, I think Bryce Hall's available. You could probably have him for a sixth or seventh, probably a seventh. Um, That could be a flyer you could take. The one thing the Jaguars do have going into next year's draft that gives them an advantage in terms of you know being able to give away or trade away some assets, they do have two fourth-round picks. So that's where they have their advantage right now um, in terms of in terms of uh, 2023 draft assets. Gorilla says only reason Trevor overthrows is because his receivers are like five ten. Well, Zay Jones, let's be honest. Zay Jones is like 6'2". Uh, Marvin Jones is like 6'1", 6'2". So. And I think the Trevor over, overthrowing the receivers bit is a little bit overplayed. Ben says, is Michael Thomas available? I don't know, and I don't know what I, if I, I don't know how I'd view Michael Thomas. He's been injured way too often lately. Um, he's expensive. I just don't know that Michael Thomas would be the type of investment they should make right now. Uh, Like I said, expensive, injured. He's 29 years old already. Um, I don't think that's where I'd be trying to go. Depending on the price, sure. Like if if the Saints were just like, we're sick of this situation, I could understand it, but and they were going to give him up for for change on the dollar. Sure. Alex checks in. What's up, buddy? Says Thomas is too old and injury prone. Yeah, we're on the same page. Corey Davis, I think he has the body you look at as a potential number one receiver, but I just don't think he quite has it. I don't think he's quite that player. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think I would trade for Corey Davis. Christian says... Terrence Marshall, Terrace Marshall Jr. for a day four pick. Yeah, day four of the draft. Let's do it. No, there is no day four of the draft. So I'm assuming you're talking about a late round pick, a day three pick. Yes, I'm on board with that. 
we've been going for an hour and eight minutes here. So if y'all want to drop some more stuff in the chat, I'll get to it. But we're going to be wrapping up here pretty soon. Appreciate everyone for being here. Like to remind you to follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe. And also, if you want to support the channel further, you can pick up some new Duval gear at genjag.com and also become a channel member. You can also drop super chats. Those are not um, are not frowned upon around here. John says, I'd be interested in Eric Gilbert in the third or fourth round, tall tight end with all the attributes. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you there. Christian says, yeah, my bad. No worries at all. Sound a little fun here. Trevor says, apparently the Panthers are listening to calls on DJ Moore. Is that a new development? Got to hit the Twitter machine. And yeah, I think the reason that DJ Moore makes more sense for the Panthers wanting to trade him is because he's already... Um, He's already on his second contract. He's not on his rookie deal anymore. But he's only 25 years old. That's a guy I'd be trying to build around if I was Yeah, if I was the Panthers, I'd be trying to build around him, but yeah, it looks like NBC Sports is reporting something about DJ Moore. Let's see. Yeah, I'm not seeing that real quickly scanning the timeline, but um Yeah, I would I would definitely be in on on trading for DJ Moore. It might not be my preferred route, but with if the Jaguars did that, would I be in on it? Absolutely, because I think he gives Trevor Lawrence a legit number 1 wide receiver. Alex says, "What are we getting into this weekend?" I don't know, Alex, what are we getting into? <laughs> Ben says, what's the max you would give up for DJ Moore? Like I said, I would not slam the Jaguars for giving the first round pick. Would I give the first round pick? I said last week that I would. As we get closer to this trade deadline on November 1st, I don't think I would. I would give up a lot. I would give up the second round pick. But I don't think I'd I'd give up the first just because you're minimizing your potential uh your potential gains by, by trading for a player who is already on a second contract. Ben's a, oh yeah. Okay. Christian says, I wonder if Visca gets moved again. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Teal city says I'd say get Will Fuller, but he'd probably get a paper cut from the contract. Unfortunately, that is true. <laughs> Will Fuller has not been able to stay healthy. D says, would the Jags go after Gordon? Are we talking about Josh Gordon? Because I think the answer would be absolutely not. You know, this guy just, it's its done. It's done for Josh Gordon. If he had come into the NFL uh, as a young player under the current rules, I think Josh Gordon probably would have been a Hall of Fame level player. But he didn't. And uh, so he's not. John says, I wonder if we even make a call to anyone. I would guess they will make calls to see who's available. But again, I think that it would be more in the um, day three range that they're willing to give up for some players than early round picks. But who knows? 
It could be like, you know, DJ Moore is an opportunity to go get a number one receiver for our young quarterback to make sure we're surrounding him with the absolute most talent in the world. Let's do it. But the reason I don't think they're going to do that is, A, because Trent Baalke hasn't really done that much throughout throughout his career. Uh, B, they are tied against the cap. They would have to maneuver some stuff, which no problem. They can do it. Uh, C, you're already paying Christian Kirk $18 million per year. You're paying Marvin. I mean, Marvin Jones, you're paying this year, not next year. He's 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 on an expiring contract, but you're paying Zay Jones next year as well. So I just I would be surprised, but I w- I would not be upset. Steve says Men and Teal will be at the bank on Saturday. Do you mean Sunday? I don't know what's going on on Saturday. <laughs> Christian says with all the smoking and drinking that goes on in Jackson, there's no chance Josh comes here. I mean. I think you could say that about any city but uh, ben says not for this year of course but i could see the falcons trading ridley next year yeah yeah i could see that as well he's suspended for the season unfortunately um dustin says what about noah fant bigger tight end has the fifth year locked up i wouldn't call him a bigger tight end i mean he's more of a receiving tight end uh but yeah i, I love noah fant's skill set i liked him a lot coming out of iowa um, but Seattle just traded for him. Are they going to move on from him? I don't know. I don't know. All right. I'm going to wrap it up here. Appreciate everyone for being here. Been about an hour and 15 minutes. It's been a fun one. We've been talking about Jaguars trades. The bottom line is I don't think the Jaguars are going to be in on buying or selling at a really high, high, uh, high level. I don't think they're giving up like a first round pick for DJ Moore or Brian Burns or anything like that. I don't think that they're going to be moving on from any of their current starters at this point. I think it's probably going to be pretty quiet in Jacksonville. Would I encourage them to go get an Elijah Moore? Yes. A Bryce Hall? Yes. Derek Brown? Yes. Brian Burns, DJ Moore? Certainly. I'd be in on all those moves at the right price, of course, which we talked about already. All right, y'all, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. I hope the Jaguars can pull it out for you. We've got our game preview up. It it, um, went live last night. You can go check that out. We're going to have some bold predictions, some key matchups, some keys to victory, all that fun stuff coming up in the next day or so on the channel. Appreciate you so much for being here. Hit that like and subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Become a channel member. Drop a super chat, whatever you want. I really appreciate all y'all's support. Wouldn't be here doing this if y'all didn't enjoy it. Have a great Friday, Duval. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.